righty, we're back. We couldn't leave you hanging for that long, folks. We're coming back for our one and only Secure the Bag segment with Taylor Bagley, the one and only. Uh, now that we are going back to live and we're doing shorter segments, we're going to have Taylor uh, commenting on his piece, probably um, you know, not uh, triple hosting with us like he was on previous segments, which is a shame. But if we do expand the scope of the show, I do think there's uh, room for that third co-host. And so, Taylor, we will never leave you out to dry, I promise. Taylor, how are you doing? Well, I appreciate that, Daniel. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> I'm doing great. Yeah, so good to be here for another Secure the Bag segment. Absolutely. All right, Taylor, who is securing the bag or not securing the bag? Or maybe the bag that's being secured is up for debate. Regardless, I'd love to hear what you prepped. Jump into it, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's looking closer to that uh, ladder of the choices here, but today I am talking about uh, Postmates and specifically Postmates uh, kind of position in the industry and how they are pitted up against, um, you know, either kind of getting absorbed by their competitors or moving forward and and trudging along. So uh, with that being said, let's let's kind of look at some of the options that they're uh, faced with here in the short term. But according to reporting, uh, Postmates is reviving its IPO plans, um, possibly either selling to Uber or looking to go public with the help of venture capital support. So really, they're placed with these two options that um, – Either one seems like a good move, uh, specifically as DoorDash, uh, which is a similar privately held company, has seen uh, significant market growth recently. And Uber Eats, which is a giant public company, uh, has operated at really a loss to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars each quarter for a while now. So they kind of have two routes that they're going to be able to take that uh, can either put the Postmates brand um, under the Uber Eats um, branding or company, or they'll be able to uh, go public and kind of trudge that same path that Uber has, but hopefully not to the same tune of uh, loss that they were looking at. So um, this isn't the first time that Postmates has looked at uh, going public. They first uh, filed for an IPO in um, early 2019. But the IPO failed to materialize and later last year uh, tried to sell the company again um, just after the failure of that public launch. Um, But I think as we all know, 2020 is a very different year from 2019 um, with Grubhub, who was in a similar bidding war, uh, is that bidding war behind us now. Uber Eats, you know, appears ready to kind of jump on the opportunity. Specifically, as the IPO market is surprisingly hot given the global pandemic, uh, Postmates have a number of viable options in front of it instead of uh, you know, a continued grind as a private company. Um, so what are they going to do? Uh, despite, some, despite some hiccups along the way, uh, Postmates has managed, uh, you know, if they've managed anything like revenue growth acceleration because people have been staying home and ordering more food, um, you know, other than goods from grocery stores, um, an IPO could look really attractive to investors. That's a, a huge market for really anybody to, to try to invest in right now. Um, and it's commonly known fact that public markets have really favored technology companies. Um, 
you know, uh, especially software companies. So uh, for many venture-backed companies, it seems like great news. But for Postmates, it's kind of a different equation because they're not exactly on the forefront of the tech and, and some of the software on that. Um, and its margins won't really match those of a software companies or its, uh, you know, recurring revenue in a similar fashion. So um, with that being said, it's a big fork in the road for Postmates. Um Either path has a lot of pros and cons, but either way, there are big changes on the horizon for the company and, and the industry as a whole, uh, leading them to potentially secure a widely elusive bag in the tech industry, one not even uh, necessarily secured by Uber themselves. So uh, I, I think we'll see a lot of developments coming over uh, with this story in the next few days. Um but yeah, we just kind of see a, a giant uh, ship that's really at a turning point right now, and we're either going to sink the ship, uh, so to speak, or we're going to keep it trudging along. So um, if you guys have any thoughts, I mean, you know, definitely let me know or, or feel free to share some of the insight on it. But right now, it's a lot of just speculation as to what the company is going to choose. So, Taylor, if you had to make a an opinionated guess on which of the options would better secure the bag for them which would you go with and why gosh um it's hard to say i would i would say that probably the uber route i think is a little um a little bit more attractive i think here uh specifically in the short term just because like we said, this isn't a business model that anybody has ever really successfully pulled off. Um, the companies who do this, uh, you know, specifically, you know, DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, um, and, you know, Grubhub now uh, kind of aligned here with Uber, um, we don't see a big gain through a lot of these companies. Um, and like I mentioned with Uber, you know, they've operated a loss of hundreds of millions of dollars a quarter. So, you know, I, I think getting, kind of getting purchased out and, and maybe washing your hands of that could be potentially a good move. Um, but that does just pose Uber to, you know, then again, really be a, kind of a dominating force and yet another uh, of this tech industry. So, and, and they've not been able to prove to do this at, at uh, any sort of gain either. So it's hard to say that might be best for the company, but not as good for the industry. However, if they keep going forward kind of as uh, their own entity, um, they might be able to revolutionize some of the ways that they're doing the things, uh, you know, trim a little bit of the fat, which I know is a big uh, priority for them as an organization to just kind of operate a little bit leaner and make some of those margins. And if they can, you know, become successful and profitable at this, um, you know, th they could easily dethrone Uber. So um, I think in the long term, that that would be the best play. Um, obviously, though, a lot higher risk and a lot higher uh, just margin for failure. Yeah, and uh, you know these these companies have shown that much of their longevity comes from uh, more of a a power dynamic and embedding themselves within uh, mm -hmm. a convenience structure that uh, gives shareholders value regardless of if they are operating. Uh, at net profit clearly uber mm -hmm. has been able to operate uh at a net loss year after year uh but their shareholders you still see value in it and uber is still growing to some degree as a company so with that in mind you have to assume okay well they're staying alive because mm -hmm. uh 
they are being treated as almost too big to fail to some capacity uh, or, yeah. you know, they their value is not necessarily in whether or not the company is operating at a profit, um, but in the ways that it disrupts other industry and um, the the sort of power dynamics that it can use to almost institutionalize itself right so yeah. does postmates view itself in that way does it have the resources to establish itself as its own entity i'm not sure um, yeah. i i and would I almost think, think is, they would rather be bought up by uber uh, right. than they would want to build their own infrastructure but I, I could be wrong postmates could have something up their sleeve yeah and what i think is a different um kind of element or uh, viewpoint of this conversation now that you know we didn't have when they were looking at this in 2019 is uh the fact that, you know, right now the pandemic hasn't really um, been as much of a response as, as it was initially, especially earlier on in the year, you know, the February, March kind of era. Um, we, we now have essentially uh, transitioned almost into a pandemic culture. You know, we have really this uh, a full cultural shift of how people operate with the things that they purchase, how they operate within the geographic systems of their their local areas and cities. Um, and I think that this this question is is changed a lot here, just in the last six months specifically, in uh, terms of you know how does the public view a company like this, you know, or how how does this service now become a little bit more ingrained in probably the fabric of how our society is going to operate? Um, so I think that that answers your question a little bit, maybe not in terms of of the company and the brand of Postmates being one of those you know fixtures in the industry, but the industry itself being a fixture of society and, and, and um, modern culture and I guess pandemic culture for lack of a better term, which um, hopefully won't always be the case. But um, regardless, I think that this, you know, there's been a big shift for consumers uh, in, in the last six months or so that I, I don't think we're going to see a shift away from. And it, it makes, you know, venture capital companies who, you know, might want to put some money into a, a company like um, Postmates, I think, a lot more attractive than it was, uh, you know, even just a year ago when you were just looking at these companies operating at a, at a complete loss. So, um, I, I think there's an element of the consumers there that really play a big role in that. But um, we'll see. I mean, I, I know that I, I use their services here and there. I also use Uber Eats. Um, if both of them went away, I think I would be devastated. So <laughs> hopefully, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be able to uh, see those uh, services continue. And but obviously operate where people are uh, being able to one you know be safe get paid and, and operate sustainably this was a snippet from business casual with daniel litwin and tyler kern your b2b morning radio show tune in wednesdays and fridays at 9 a.m central on the simple radio app or marketscale.com slash industries